I mean, I did write like two pages of notes. It's just all of like, this is stupid. This is <laughs> dumb. I hate these people. Fuck Felice. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 28, Something in the Air. Mary, what happened this week? Andrea really wanted to regret sleeping with Brandon, but he didn't let her. Donna is afraid they won't let her graduate because she drank at prom. She is right to be afraid because Councilman Butthole, I mean Ephart, suspends <laughs> Donna because he sucks. The junior newspaper people, who I'm sad we will be leaving behind when we graduate, Toby and a boy whose name may have been said, but I didn't rewind to hear it, call out Brandon and Andrea for being soft for not reporting Donna's drunk prom night for the paper. But really, Toby, is that news? <laughs> Donna's mom still sucks. After her cred with the school board isn't enough to get Donna out of trouble, Felice refuses to let Donna appeal the decision, even though Donna's punishment is a five-day suspension, summer school till August, and then she gets her diploma. Eventually, Felice changes her mind, and Mrs. Teasley calls the gang together to get them to write character letters to be added to the record for Donna's appeal. Letters or nah, Mr. Myers is sure that the school board is a kangaroo court and tells Brandon he should organize a protest, but he definitely didn't tell him to do that. Brandon goes to see Jim at work to let him know he's going to do a dumb thing. Jim is like, what's new, but thanks for the heads up. Since Donna's hearing is rescheduled during finals, Brandon and the gang get the senior class to walk out of their tests at 10 a.m. to march down to wherever the school board is to demand that they let Donna graduate. Toby and the juniors say they'll do that, too, if they add getting rid of the dress code to the list of demands. It turns out the support of Jim, Cindy, Mel, Jackie, several dozen letters, and the entire junior and senior classes making a scene is enough for the school board to vote to let Donna graduate. The end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, like, I kind of just want to talk about this now. It felt really stupid to me and kind of, like, downgraded the rest of the problem that the juniors were like add us to your protest about donna yeah like you already are doing this just like let us in there too yeah like it it was very much like you scratch mine i'll scratch yours but like at what cost i mean this is like at risk of somebody like not graduating for, like, your skirt to be a little shorter. I, I mean, granted, the, the dress code policy or whatever was ridiculous, but it's like, eh? Well, and that was the thing that got me is, like, you have, say you have, like, 300 seniors holding the, like, we love Donna, let Donna graduate, da-da-da-da-da, and then you have 300 juniors right behind them being, like, skirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, it means nothing for Donna. It like, just. I'm getting mixed messages here. <laughs> what do you want? And then even when, like, Brandon and Andrea go in later and Brandon's just like, oh, by the way, the juniors are mad about the dress code. Convincing like, argument, sir. <laughs> so I, I don't know the timeline for all of these things, but the best I can come up with is – so Toby and Howard were introduced because his name is Howard. Howard. I think they said it last episode. Oh. But Toby and Howard were introduced in case – 
the whole making David graduate thing didn't work out and that David was going to stay behind because they were going to do like a gang part one goes to college, gang part two stays here, very a la Degrassi. Interesting. I'm, wait, but like legit or like they legit were going to do that or that's just like. Yeah, they legit. I listened to a podcast this morning. I did my research. And I also learned that like uh um what's his name the jock miller yeah tony miller uh was a like carpenter on the show and was like also an actor and so they just happened to be like we can't find anyone who looks like they're on steroids do you want to be in this episode (laughs) that's amazing and then like he was basically on this podcast just being like Yeah, so, you know, I'd go to work, I'd, you know, build some sets, and then every couple of weeks, like, Charles would walk by and be like, you see the new script? You're in it. What? So, like, Tony is in all these episodes out of convenience. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is that if I want to be on, like, storied teen drama, I just need to develop carpentry skills, go to L.A., somehow get set work, and I'll just be on the show yeah so according to his story he was like like they knew he was an actor because like everyone in Hollywood is an actor and they Mm -hmm. basically just told all these people that were working like you can't audition for the show it's a conflict of interests like you can go on these other auditions do what you want with your time but like you can't be on 90210 and then they came to him and were just like we need someone that looks like you for this episode so be in it and like he had just been on in I think a movie he said and it did really well I think he said it was um a river runs through it or you know like something like that yes and he was in that yeah and so like this movie did really well and I guess like he was good in it and so they came up to him and asked him this and he was like I thought it was a conflict of interest and they were like we just really don't want everyone being like I'm an actor and then showing up and being really bad at acting but you're good at acting so you can do it man that's that's awesome okay so I just need to all right so I'm amending my earlier (laughs) statement I don't necessarily need to develop carpentry skills but what I do need to do is like be a persona like just pick is it a jock is it a goth girl is it a biker chick like what am I gonna be and then I'll just be that while I'm being a carpenter so that they're like oh you know what storyline idea we need a biker chick should we just ask our carpenter (laughs) I'm so on board with this because then like the added part of it where they were like you didn't need to look like you were in high school you just needed to look like you were the same age as Dylan oh my god okay but where's the lie sure true true okay so whatever set I work on and whatever biker chick facade I'm putting on I don't I just need to match the age of everybody else so I just need to go from set to set being like do I you guys about 30 are you 30 no okay next set which like yeah works for writers too (laughs) oh my gosh just like show up in the writer's room sit down be like shit I'm wearing the wrong hoodie and leave (laughs) next writer's room just have like a tote bag full of different hoodies you could just recycle (laughs) This writer's room has hats. Ooh, put on I have hat. one. <laughs> I mean, wh- who's to say it wouldn't work? It's worked once. <laughs> I mean, 
I just am imagining myself getting a job as a carpenter on a set <laughs> and just writing on beams until someone knows notices I'm good at it <laughs> or that have I have to... the same hat on that day as everyone else. <laughs> we have to write it like a script. So it'll just be like, enter scene one, place this beam <laughs> perpendicular to the ground. Yes, your blueprints for your project is your script oh my god <laughs> it's just a step-by-step narration of what i did to build this set take a the, beat <laughs> then the writers walk by and you're just like oops <laughs> let me pick those up actually can you help me will, will you get those <laughs> it's like enter side character <laughs> a writer enters yeah main character drops things <laughs> passionately oops <laughs> read this line right here yeah. do you want a job <laughs> i would love one thank you so much for asking the other side has my resume oh yeah i think we've, like, we've cracked it it's like a headshot but it's just a piece of wood oh <gasps> no it's like whittled into a headshot <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't actually LA. know if I don't actually know if Tony Miller really shows up in this episode. Like, is I he even in the protest? I, I don't think him. so. I didn't see yeah, I didn't see him either. All right, so I said all of that and he's not even in this episode. Well But like they loved him. They were spending this whole podcast being like, if you wanted to go to California University with these guys, we would have taken you to California University and just like made you Brenda's bitch. But then where does he go? <laughs> I mean, in real life, I think he goes to, like, uh, a football show. But they're in. He just needs a persona. <laughs> I yeah. just need a persona, and then I'll get jobs. <laughs> no, he even made a comment. He was like, I was the athletics department of Beverly Hills High School. Pretty much. West Beverly. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, he's not even in this episode. <laughs> But everybody else is in this episode, and they're all getting their caps and gowns. Yep. And I don't recall trying on caps and gowns, but perhaps that happened. No? I don't no. know. You order it the size, <laughs> and they deliver it to your house. Yeah, that like, sounds more right. They don't wheel out racks of them unless they reuse them, which gross, but mm. okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, d- I do love that, like, you know, so we get the scene with Brandon and Andrea where, yeah, Andrea is just like, I really wanted to feel bad about having slept with you and you said no to me. So now I'm mad at you. Yeah, because basically like, well, first of all, my issue is that Andrea was just so willing to cheat on Jordan. That was an issue. But I then know. LOL'd because she wants to do something she regrets, a.k.a. Brandon is the do in the sentence. And that's amazing. Brandon <laughs> equals regret. <laughs> I just, like, that whole conversation, I just wanted to be like, Jordan is there. Like, just go do Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. You're going to Yale together. Yale. Where you'll get Jordan whenever you want. You yeah. don't have to regret anything. No, it'll be perfect. But no, she wants regrets. Mm-hmm. She, I don't understand why you'd want to leave high school with regrets. Of Like, man. Yeah. Like Brandon, don't you want to leave with no regrets? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I 
like and then so you go inside and Donna looking cute as always. That little like sweatshirt she had with the like stripes and the stars. She was adorable. But she was so sad and just like I'm so embarrassed. I don't even want to be here. And David's just like, well, I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And, and he's then, like, I tried to call you and your mom wouldn't let me through. Oh, my God. Felice is such a bitch. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, they they come back outside to where everyone else is and they're like, feel better. Try on this cap and gown. And, and that of, was cute. Yeah. But, of course, it's foreshadowing that she's got the cap and gown on and she's worried about her suspension, you know, being up in the air, blah, blah, blah. I, the only thing I agreed with Felice on this episode was that it was Mel's fault. Like, I mean, it really is. Like, I I get the whole idea of, like, in my house, when there's something to celebrate, you had a glass of wine. But, like, these aren't your kids. And they were leaving. Like, it'd be one thing if, like, they were all there after prom, you know, and Mel was like, let's celebrate. And, like, you, you're all staying the night at Mel's condo or whatever. But, like... The point was made throughout the episode that was like he didn't give it give any champagne to anybody who was driving. That's great. Mm -hmm. But you still provided alcohol to like underage kids and then they were leaving the premises. What did you expect was going to happen? And then he provided enough that like, you know, the whole point was Donna accidentally got drunk. She didn't eat anything all day, but he provided enough alcohol that one of them got drunk. Right. And like that's too much. You get like one thing of champagne and then you cut it with sparkling cider or something mm -hmm. like you can't buy multiple bottles of champagne and have them out and chilled like you know steve is really good at like cutting the tension being like the guy who just wants to party and like you know i don't really fault him for taking a bottle of champagne that was just sitting there right right because right. where's the supervision like if nobody's gonna drink this like i will and plus, yeah. he at least has had – not excusing underage drinking, but, like, he at least has had um, experience with alcohol before. Donna, presumably, this is her first time ever drinking. So she should probably, like, like I don't know, have some better friends that are be like, hey, girl, slow down. I don't know. That's the other thing that got me is, like, yeah, <laughs> no one stopped her. Like, I can't believe that David didn't do anything because, like yeah. – they were so they were in the limo. It was David, Donna, Celeste, and Steve. And like, of course, Steve isn't going to do anything. Mm -hmm. We already talked about that. Like, Steve is sitting there being like, "I want champagne. Who wants champagne with me?" And then you have like Donna, who is teeny tiny and didn't eat, and is going to try and match Steve drink for drink. Like, it's a thing every single teenager does. It totally yeah. makes sense that like she accidentally got drunk, and like it's not. Steve's fault for wanting to have champagne as well. It's just like, yeah, Mel, you cannot put this alcohol out, not supervise them, and make sure that they leave without an extra bottle, and then let them leave. That's the thing. If there's better supervision over the alcohol that was provided, I think this whole situation could have been avoided. But Also, multiple alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know that Dylan is an... What? Anyway. Yeah. Mel's at fault, but he doesn't get punished, so... No, but Donna gets, like, super punished, because Mr. Myers comes by and is like, Miss Teasley needs to see you. And I also, I swear to God, like, this can't be true. I heard it on the podcast. I must have misunderstood. But apparently the actor who played Mr. Myers was originally cast to be in Paris as, like, Rick. No. 
I swear to God, that's what I heard. And then, like, that got shut down, which is why they picked uh, somebody else to be Rick. But the writers really liked whatever his name is that plays Mr. Myers. And so they kept him. But he's, like, 40 or something. Right? I was like, he's too old. Yeah, like, I don't know how old Dean Cain was at the time to be Rick, but, like, not Mr. Myers old. And, like, he at least looked younger. Right. So was Mr. Myers going to be Rick in Paris and teacher in Beverly Hills? I don't think so. I think, yeah. And then when they couldn't do that and they still wanted to give him a role, then he became Mr. Myers. Okay. That would have been such a really fun parent trap situation. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I'm I'm just in Paris for the summer before I go to University of Minnesota. I changed my mind. I actually am a teacher. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. That's, like, actually the fucking plot of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> like, um, like, a girl, like, I don't know why she's at a bar. She's underage. But anyway, she goes to a bar. She meets a cute boy. They make out. And then he's her English teacher on Monday. <sighs> oh, oh, no. Gosh. Yeah. Scandalous. Like, that's why that show is so good. It's fucking ridiculous. Ugh. Mr. Myers is even an English teacher. Ugh. Creepy. Oh. Why are English teachers always portrayed as creepy in teen drama? Because they're emotional and they're in tune with literature and because <laughs> and why yeah, are they no. always men? It's because like they're reading you Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. You're dreamy. Yeah, it's like your first exposure to Jane Austen, and you're just like, this man understands me. Yeah, it's like you're reading Pride and Prejudice, and he's like, I could be a Mr. Darcy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no woman could be your Mr. Darcy. <laughs> just saying. Well, anywho, we see Mrs. T, and we meet Dr. Martin. Yep. Donna's dad. Donna's dad reminded me, the actor who played him, reminded me of the dad from Transformers. You may not have that in your head, but he just has that look, that, like, hair. He was shorter. He was a little rounder. Like, you're right. You can see a little bit. Yeah, I can see it a little bit. And, um, I just thought he was creepy. That's all. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I just spent this whole episode being like, Dr. Martin is nothing. Like, we're never going to see this man again, and we've mm-hmm. only heard about him from when his wife cheated on him. Do we know what he does for a living? He's a doctor. Well, obviously, but is That's he a doctor? Like, what kind of doctor? I feel mm-hmm. like a medicine. But are I think, we sure? I think he was at a medical conference the weekend of Color Me Bad. Okay. That week, I think when Donna goes to call him, she's like calling a medical conference. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I okay. think so. But yeah, because then they go into Mrs. Teasley's office, and that guy whose name I refuse to commit to memory because he made me so mad this whole episode was like, Did you hear the announcement? What? If she didn't hear the announcement from like her teacher, she would have heard it from a friend. Like, don't be like, So you heard it. Yeah. How did you interpret it? Yeah. So you understood that you were breaking the rules. Like, stop it he's trying to be like bad cop and i guess to mrs teasley's good cop but he's like yeah he's trying to like be a smart ass about it that's exactly what i would call him yeah he's like 
oh, so you did, what do you think it means? Like, I'm sorry. Like, who are you, first of all? We met you yesterday. Well, and, like, you are a fully grown adult, and Donna is, at this point, 18, but, like, she's little, she's new. Don't Mm -hmm. be mean to her. Yeah. I do love that the whole time, though, Donna's dad, even though we will never see him again, he doesn't really care. He's like, you got drunk. It's okay. We're going to fix this. Like, very much like daddy's little girl situation going on. Well, and it was a mistake. Like, honestly, I loved that part of it. It was just so drastic, the Mm -hmm. difference between him and Felice. Mm -hmm. And her being like, no, you broke a rule. You have to deal with it. It almost makes me wonder if, like, maybe Donna's dad travels a lot or something. Like, I don't know what he would do to, like, as a medical doctor to do that. Maybe he's more in, like, consulting or maybe he's more in, like, devices. I don't know. But, like, based on the affair, based on how hard Felice is on Donna, it makes me wonder if she has to be more the authoritative parent because she's around more. So that whenever Donna's dad is around, he's kind of like the fun dad and like brings her presents from trips or I don't know. He doesn't seem to do a lot of disciplining. Yeah. No, I think you're definitely right. But then um, we the good thing about this episode is this is basically the entire plot. <laughs> like yeah. this one plot. No, I really appreciate I understand why they have to have B plots and, you know, do all these different things. But I do really appreciate when you get one plot. Yeah, helps for a podcast, that's for sure. Well, because, yeah, the next thing we see is Brandon and Andrea in the newspaper room because Toby and Howard are just like, no, you should totally be writing an expose on this because you guys were there. And they're like, we weren't there. And they're like, what'd you do, get a room? He's like, yeah. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) No. What? You got a room. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I honestly, everything with Toby and Howard – in this scene themselves, I was just like, God, I really wish we'd gotten to see them. Like, yeah. I would have been totally okay with this. Yeah, that would have made the dynamics of the show and just, like, where we went with the show very different based on what I remember. Which oh, I, yeah. we know is not much. <laughs> well, and, you know, all of these things that I hear on podcasts, like, it's very clearly, like, 30 years later, right? You know, things slip in memory and whatnot or, like... You might be remembering a different drunk episode. Uh, But the writers that they were talking to, they were talking to, I think Jessica Klein was one of the writers they were talking to today on this podcast I listened to because it aired whenever. Um, But she was saying that they would be filming stuff pretty concurrently a lot of the times and definitely writing concurrently. So, like, if you ask writers and actors about episodes and scenes if they haven't immediately watched it before then they're like we just don't remember that interesting or like they'll you know bullshit a response to it so I was thinking like they would have been so screwed if they really tried to do this of like not only are we going to do 32 episodes in a season we're also going to have two different schools that we have to talk about right and that just like doubles the sets doubles the actors doubles the stories like yeah yeah like it would have been that would have been madness bananas. Mm-hmm. speaking of madness Kelly's mom sold the house. Oh, my And they gosh. have two weeks. Yes. They only have a couple weeks, but I do love that, like, immediately Jackie's, like, on the phone with Mel. Just, like, she's like, are you serious, sir? You're providing alcohol to Donna and her friends, including my daughter and your son? 
Oh, I love it. I love that Jackie was just like, we may be divorced, but I still don't have to put up with your bullshit. Exactly. Like, yeah. That made me happy. I love Jackie. Jackie crushed it in this mm-hmm. episode. Like, I felt really bad for her that they walk in on her yelling at Mel, and David's just sitting there like, that's my dad. I'm sorry. And then immediately after, she's like, by the way, we're moving, so you have to pack. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt so bad that they were like, you have shitty timing. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. She's like, I've been told that. Get over it. You're still, we're still moving. <laughs> I love her. And then we go back to the peach pit. Or not back to. We go to the peach pit. And they're basically talking about the hearing um, or the disciplinary meeting or whatever. David's like, well, maybe we should go. But then they get a phone call um, at the peach pit. And it's Donna. And Brenda takes the call. And apparently the hearing already happened. Yeah, I love that David was like, we should go. And they're like, it's probably already over. And then Donna's like, yes, not only is it over, I'm already home. I'm suspended for five days. I cannot participate in senior activities. I cannot graduate. I have to go to summer school. And I have to go to a substance abuse program. Like, holy cow. That's like insane punishment. Two glasses of champagne. That's like, that's like if you literally get arrested and like, have to do community service and like go to a program and like that's the kind of punishment fit for like if you got arrested kind of deal yeah no it's so much and like you know they even comment about how Felice is like humiliated by Donna and so they can't hire a lawyer because it'll ruin her reputation with the board they're not going to appeal it because you know rules and all this stuff and like Donna is literally being thrown under the bus and then her mother is backing it up on her repeatedly yeah which like I don't it would be one thing if Felice is just a rule follower and she's just like hey this is a rule it's not my rule I didn't make the rule but this is the rule and you broke it so you should get punished like that'd be one thing but the fact that she's like throwing in the fact that oh this is my reputation and stuff like that kind of stuff bugs me so much because a lot of I feel like our parents generation cares more about appearances and cares more about what their friends think than anything else like they might be cool with something but if their friends found out like you'd be that would reflect badly on them like ugh, it that bothers me well and Donna even calls her out on that later of you know, you say it's because of the rules, but you break rules too. Mm-hmm. And like, we forgave you for something way bigger than this. Right. And like, oh, Donna standing up to Felice, like gave me life. It's like, I love Donna. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that they, you know, actually finally started giving her lines. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I love her so much. I know. And then <laughs> I felt so bad for her. The next day, like, I don't think she ever finds out about this, where I think they all get called into the principal's office because they do decide to appeal. But Steve is sitting here being like, she named names. She said all of us were there drinking too. We're all about to get suspended and not be allowed to graduate and da-da-da-da-da. And then Mrs. Teasley comes out and is like, nope, character witnesses, write Mm -hmm. letters. Yeah, and it's like you got to love Mrs. Teasley for, like, understanding that it's not just about the role. It's about, like, the friends you make here. And, like, you can tell she genuinely, like, wants Donna to graduate but has to, like, have some sort of authority, has to stand by the rule. But, like, she's with these kids every day. Like, they're not just nothing to her. 
And it, I think it's different. Like, I think the rule should have been interpreted of, like, if you show up and you are drinking and, like, you are causing a problem and you're doing all these things. But, like, what happened to Donna was an accident and it was stupid, yes, but, like, people acknowledged it and they tried to help her and, like, take her out of the situation. Right. I also Which, think it would have been totally different if, like, somebody had brought a flask with them, you know? Exactly. Like it's, it's one thing to drink before the event and then come to the event and, the, and you're no longer drinking. And it's another thing to be drinking before the event, bring more alcohol to the event, and continue to drink at the event. And, yeah, like, seriously, it was two glasses of champagne, maybe three, if we, like, didn't see her have one in the car. Like, it's not like she went with the intention of getting hammered. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, like, I love Mrs. Teasley, and I love just everything about her being like, you can write her these letters, and if you get them to me, I will make sure that they get in, because you have finals. Right. Uh, <laughs> I just saw Mary's notes says, Dr. Martin is a traveling surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I love it. Um, there was one thing before that. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. I was, Brandon was like, how can we even prove that Donna was drunk? And I'm like, I mean, like, I see where you're going, but like, you mean besides the fact that she clearly was and she like fell down and was like being a little smarty pants to Mrs. Teasley? Like, yeah. I mean, the problem here is that she essentially confessed. Right. Yeah. She said and- it at the time. She's like, I just had a couple of drinks, like, whatever. Right. And also, like, they're not going to breathalyze her. That's what I was going to say. It's like, you can't, like, they weren't going to breathalyze. Also, this is not a court of law. Like, <laughs> no, reasonable I, doubt doesn't work here. Honestly, everything about Brandon in this episode, just like, I, I felt like I had whiplash and I didn't really know what was going on because, like, it's at one point he's like Toby and Howard are right about us and we are apathetic and nothing matters and like then yeah he's like but they didn't breathalyze her because <laughs> yeah. yeah I think like after Mrs. Teasley was then we get to the newspaper room I think where yeah. like she's writing the letter and then Brandon's talking to Mr. Myers, which I don't understand why Mr. Myers pulled him out of the room and everyone's just like, we can't let Andrea know what we're doing all the time. Yeah, that was like a weird, like, because clearly Andrea was working on the Donna situation. And then Mr. Myers is like, hey, Brandon, I need to talk to you in private about the Donna situation. Andrea can't find out. When you know, she would have been actually more gung-ho to do it than Brandon would. Oh, absolutely. Like, she would have just been like, fuck this letter. Yeah. Like, 100% so it gets to be Brandon's idea. Yeah. No, this is exactly what happened in the, um, what was it, Home and Away? Mm-hmm. Where, like, he excluded Andrea because she was like, no, we have to edit this letter. And he was just like, you're not involved. And you're not like, an editor. Wait. You are an editor. <laughs> right? Like, whatever. Yeah. But then, like, basically Mr. Myers is, like, telling Brandon that there needs to be a leader and somebody, like, to lead a charge. And basically, like, saying, like, if you don't do this thing, then your friend's not going to graduate and you're going to regret it for the rest of your life and you're going to be a follower, not a leader. (laughs) 
I and I like this is where Brandon's like West Bev is the most apathetic high school and the class of 93 is the most apathetic class and I'm just like I don't understand I just don't understand like where he got that from I that's the thing like I don't think this has ever happened like Brandon is the apathetic one for being like I'm just not gonna do anything this year yeah I'm gonna coast yeah but then, like, I think it's right after that, he leaves school in the middle of the day to go to Jim's office to be like, do you remember when you used to go to demonstrations? I love that the kids can just leave school whenever they want to. <laughs> and Jim was just like, hey, welcome in. You want some lunch? Yeah, he's like, man, you never visit me in the middle of the day. It's like, huh, maybe he has school, Jim. <laughs> Jim <laughs> I want. was just like, Jim, what the fuck? He's skipping school. Why are you yeah. yelling at him? But then, I mean, like, right after that, he's like, you do whatever you want. Just don't get arrested. That's literally, I think, how the Walsh's parent their kids. is like, you can do whatever you want. Just don't get caught. But the thing is, even when Brandon does get arrested, they're like, Brenda. Yeah. That was a mistake. How did you get arrested? (laughs) This wine will never come out of the carpet. Mom, Brandon's in jail right now. Brenda, my carpet is right here. (laughs) You ruined it and your brother's life. But yeah, Yeah. then like they decide to rally. And I don't know how, what, like four of them, six of them, however many, like decide that they're going to call the entire college or senior class Mm -hmm. and get them to go along with this the night before. Yeah, they each called 10. I know. Yeah, because Brenda's like, or somebody says 10 out of 10. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, listening to them on the phone, I was like, I think you're lying to them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, what are they like? All right, now I called Juno. You go call 10 other people, and then they'll call 10 of their friends, and then I get to say that I called 30 people. It's like they understood what a phone tree and what a multi-level marketing scheme was all in one episode. My God, there's a senior class phone tree just in case. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all, like, free Donna or free us all or, like, whatever kind of situation. And then basically Brandon's talking to Andre about it. And now Andre has some reservations about it because she's like, girl, I'm trying to be valedictorian here. That means something. And Brandon's like, valedictorian means nothing. You could potentially not graduate instead. I Like, this is where he's like, this class is apathetic. And Andrea's like, I still need to get into Yale. Yeah. And like, I'm I still like, need that number one status. And, and then, yeah, like, Dylan doesn't want to do it because he's finally got direction in life. Steve doesn't want to do it because he's already in double sandwich detention. Right. And then, like, yeah, I think this is where Brandon's like, see, nobody cares. I mean, like, he didn't say it. And then everybody but, does change their minds anyway. But I was just like, this is not apathy. This is, like. Legitimate reasons for not walking out on your final. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, there are plenty of people that if they didn't take this final, they would still graduate. Like, I guarantee Andrea has a high enough grade in AP English that if she didn't take it, she'd be fine. Totally. And, like, let's be real. The finals never really judge your valedictorian status or not. Like, you would have already made your valedictorian status at this point. Well, and (laughs) I wonder if Andrea was like, I'm going to call that guy who's, like, also vying for the number one spot and make him leave. And then I'm going to stay and take the final. That's what she should have done. Um, but, like, also, senior year, I think I took, like, two finals. Yeah. Like, 
senior year was definitely a year that they were like, if you have a high enough grade, you know, we'll take like four tests throughout the year and I'll only count your three highest. Like that kind of a thing. I don't remember what it was like finals wise, but yeah, I feel like it, maybe that's why I don't remember final senior years because maybe I didn't take any. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I took very many. I really I don't. don't. Yeah, I know definitely senior year I had like band and study hall and at least one other class that wouldn't have had a final. Yeah, yeah I think I've only left room for like three or four. I don't know how many classes I took actually. So we had eight total. I had unassigned. I had at least two classes that Mr. Dodson taught. What, religion, English, I don't know. I probably. Oh, yeah, I didn't have to take a science for second semester senior year, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't take science. I didn't take language. Like, I took bare minimums of everything. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I think it was like once I found out I got into UGA, I was like, what's the point? I love that we're all like, how dare Brandon take it easy senior year? And then we're all just like, I didn't do shit senior year. I don't remember senior year. This is why, because he hasn't gotten into college yet. Once they get into, like, because who knows what the calendar is like for this. Like, Dylan's still like, I could get into Berkeley. It's like May or yeah. June. Yeah, They've it's already decided who's going. Yeah. Yeah, at like, best, you're applying for next year. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure I found out early decision was March, probably. Oh, I think you could January? even do it earlier than that. Like, I think you could find out in, like, October. Oh. I think early, right. de- like, early decision mm-hmm. would be October, and then, like, early acceptance would be December, and then, like, regular acceptance was, was like maybe, March. like, February or March. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, long gone. Yeah, that's probably – that's why I'm like, yeah, 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 we can coast because we found out. We knew. Yeah. And Brandon's like, mm, don't know. What's college? <laughs> then, like, I love the next morning when they're, like, standing outside, like, okay, we're really going to do this. We have our final at 10. And Brenda's – I think it's Brenda. She's like, should we synchronize our watches? I know. She's like, how are we going to possibly know what time it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Andrea's just like – the clock on the wall. The bell yeah. that goes off at 10. <laughs> that's that's how we'll know. <laughs> and yeah, then, have to tell time. You just listen for the bell. Yeah. And then that's when Toby shows up and is like, well, if you include the dress code, the juniors are with you. And they're just like, I don't like dress codes. Let's do it. It's like, you can't, you, like the four of you cannot decide for the entire senior class. Right. Because who will make the signs? Who will shout the, we want skirts? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, I just really think that, like, throwing in this other thing, I guess it was to make a point about Toby and Howard, but, yeah, like, throwing in this dress code, I really think it demeans the, you know, Donna Martin graduates thing. At the very least, like you said earlier, like, the drug, drug, I don't know where that came from, the dress code was, like, thrown in at the last minute, like, when Brandon was talking. So, at the very least, it was like that, but, yeah, I mean, I think that totally goes against, like, the goal of this it's not to get everything changed it's this one thing changed yeah and I mean like yeah if you just looked at outside and you heard all the people they were yelling Donna Martin graduate it's not like Donna Martin dress code yeah Donna Martin wears clothes (laughs) what are we marching for I don't know just keep going (laughs) it doesn't make any sense it's it's fine just go yeah 
But yeah, because like the bell rings and right before the bell rings, everyone is staring at the clock. And Mr. Myers is just like, what's going on here, guys? What you doing? I think I know what's going on here. The oh, bell's yeah. about to ring. <laughs> and then everybody leaves except Dylan. And they just like stand there and look at each other for a minute. And then Mr. Myers gets to be like a mentor like, you get out there. Yeah. Like literally Dylan's like sitting back with his like hands on his head. And he's like, you know, if you uh, can't beat him. And then Mr. Myers like, yeah, go on. I don't give a shit. Literally everyone else is gone. <laughs> I'm not going to give this final to one of you. That yeah. means I have to rewrite the final for the rest of them. Exactly. Oh, uh. and then so I I just thought it was so funny. Charles Rosen in the podcast today, like he, you know, went to Beverly High School or whatever. He went to Berkeley, like all of these things. He was a writer. So like so much of this is just him. And he was like so excited about having Berkeley in this story. And then when Dylan stands up and he's like, I got to get practice for protesting anyway if I'm going to Berkeley. Yeah, that was a nice little throw in there. It's just like, oh, my God. So wait, is he Brandon or is he Dylan or is he a hybrid? Because he I, always said he was like, Brandon was me in college or high school. I, I kind of wonder if he's like Brandon, but then he was like, well, Brandon's not going to go to Berkeley. <laughs> True. And then, yeah, you get outside and they all have signs. For Donna, and it's like I heart Donna, Donna forever. <laughs> what was the one? No, no peg oats. oats. <laughs> we clearly ran out of room. Tony Miller did that one. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think I did that one. Yeah. Every time I write signs, I'm like, "Go, UG, shit, a. <laughs> <laughs> I need more cardboard." Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's marching. They're going to the school board. At first, I was like, where are they going? They're going down the corner, apparently. Right. And they go to the school board location. And as they're on their way, Jim and Cindy and Jackie and Mel all show up to talk and be character witnesses on Donna's behalf. And I do like how Jackie's like, I mean, like, honestly, yeah, like she broke the rule, but like, you can't scare somebody into sobriety. Like, you can't use all these scare tactics to get somebody to do something or or make them feel remorse or whatever and I was like yeah Jackie like I like that because she's speaking from an addict's perspective from somebody who's had substance abuse problems so I just really appreciated that perspective well and she's totally right about it like doing all of this to punish Donna especially is not going to do anything but Mm -hmm. like punishing teenagers in this way is not the way to do it like it's it's kind of this idea of like by making alcohol illegal until you're 21 and then, you know, having that drinking age while they're out of the house and like don't have, you know, supervision to understand like this is what it feels like to be drunk. You're going to get hung over. You're going to – if you drink too much, you're going to puke. Like all these kinds of things. Like, you know, you're setting people up for failure by telling them like don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. And then like but here's all this stuff that's going to be really fun when you're 21 and have no one to keep an eye on you. Right. Yeah, totally. It's like the same kind of talks that we've had on this on the show about like sex education. It's like if all you preach is abstinence, like don't do it. Like, of course, a teenager is going to be like, well, I'm going to do it. Well, and then, then not teaching them the safe way to do it. Like, yeah. yeah, like not teaching people about, you know, condoms and contraception and then being surprised when they get pregnant. Like it's mm-hmm. very surprised Pikachu face. Very much so. 
Like, yeah, and same thing with alcohol. If you constantly speak about it as if it's like, you know, dark magic or just forbidden something, fruit. Yeah, exactly. Then it's like, of course they're going to abuse it because they don't know how to use it properly. Like, anyway, yeah, we could probably preach on that for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, they don't even learn the lesson because they go inside, like, the camera goes inside and everybody's talking and, like, what's his face that I hate is, like, we're going to call the police on these children and then we're going to suspend them and then we're going to call their colleges. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. You're not going to call the colleges. Like, I actually wrote down, I was like, this man is not afraid of paperwork. (laughs) Yeah. But also, like, what would calling their colleges do? It wouldn't do. They'd be like. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, yeah, I just happened to remember that one. Yeah, like somebody who's not enrolled yet. Like, okay. Yeah, he would have to call the cops, stand there while the cops arrested each and every single one of them, get the names, make sure they actually got an arrest on their record, and then call the university and be like, excuse me. I am the superintendent of the Beverly Hills School District. I just wanted to let you know that one of my students was arrested. Yeah, like, what if that – okay, so let's just say there's 300 kids in the senior class. And let's just say all of them go to college. I, I know that's not realistic, but let's just say 100% go. What if a lot of them go to, like, all over the country? Like, you're calling California. You're calling – I mean, just in California alone, you've got UCLA, you've got USC, you've got Berkeley, you've got uh, uh, Stanford, you've got Fresno State. Is that in California? Sure. Yeah. That's in California. You know, like San Diego State. Like, you've got probably five colleges in L.A. Yeah. Minimum. I mean, realistically, if all of them, all 300 go to college, you've probably got like a hundred that are going to California University and then like everybody else is probably going to different colleges. You may have like five that go to Yale or Notre Dame or right. like, something like that. But you are calling a whole lot of schools and then you're just like, all right, and now I have to make a list of all of the juniors so that I can do this again next year. Right. Because they're not even in college. Like man, 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 man. Oh, and like everyone is so angry because like Andrea goes in to speak, and then Felice looks at Donna and is like, did you do this? Like, Donna would have done that. Right? I was like, woman. And then Felice goes out to yell at them. The guy wants to call the cops. And then, like, all of this is happening. And I love that Jim goes outside and is like, Brandon, you remember what I said about, like, don't get arrested? You're going to get arrested. (laughs) And Brandon's like, yeah, shut your pie hole dad (laughs) yeah he calls him Spiro Agnew and I was like I feel like that's a reach like we've gone from protesting the Vietnam War to Nixon's vice president yeah yeah that felt too far yeah I literally wrote like it's dot 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 a reference yeah I mean I just wanted to like connect (laughs) it was still very much like dad I read the paper yeah, it's like, I, did Dad, it. I, I know what a president and vice president are and what they do and why this particular one was important. <laughs> yeah, I just wish he was like, yeah, Spiro Agnew, vice president from 1964 to 1967. Right, like that would have been hilarious. I oh man, so I, I wish that's how he spoke to Jim for everything. That would be hilarious. Notice me, Dad. <laughs> Dad, notice me. You like this, right? So do I, sort of. <laughs> Pay attention. Papa. But then, but then like also inside... Melanie Silverman is here. 
She Home cut her girl. vacation short. And I, for one, am so thankful she did. <laughs> oh, I loved her so much. But I was just like, I don't understand why they're just like, Melanie Silverman cut her vacation short so that she could be here today to vote on this. I know. I'm like, why is this Melanie Silverman so important? I really wish they had like said her name and then cut to Mel Silver and he was just like, what? That name yeah. sounds like my name. I really wish they just would have like cross-dressed Mel Silver up there on the panel. Like it's clearly Mel Silver, but like lipstick. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I for one think that David Silver's father who gave her alcohol made a bad decision. And he should be punished, Wink. not Donna Martin. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. I've never met this Mel Silver, but I think he is a very handsome and normally good man. He is the number one ortho, what is it? He's number two oral yeah. virgin in Beverly Hills? <laughs> <laughs> number one in my book. <laughs> Wink. But none of that happens because Melanie Silverman is a real person. And yeah, yeah, she's basically just like, what is your problem? The whole time she's like shaking her head. She's like, um, uh, what? The whole time. The whole time. And then, yeah, she's like, no, throw all of this stuff out, provided that she still goes to the drug and alcohol class, which I was still like, okay, fine. But like, really? Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, then like. She says all that stuff, and the man is like, well, I guess we'll vote on it. Fine. Yeah, and I want to say it was like, all the women but one were yay, all the men plus the other woman were nay. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I do know it came down to the final vote, and I was just like, okay. I mean, of course. Yeah, like, like obviously. We knew how this was going to end. There was right. no way that she wasn't going to be able to graduate. And then, final thought, when are they going to go make up that final? On uh, Saturday. I, like, <laughs> yeah, like, when? Also, yeah. at Steve, I got a great idea. Let's all get drunk. <laughs> I loved it because Ms. Teasley is like, I'm literally right behind you. Yeah. You still have another final and afternoon detention. And you're 18. <laughs> have you learned nothing? Gotta love Steve. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, when she gets out of everything and just has to do this, like, one class, she goes and hugs her mom first. And I was like, that's a relationship. Yeah. And then she, or they all are at the peach pit, and Nat's like, pie on me, la, la, la. And then Brandon comes in with a giant box, and he's like, hey, check this out. And it's a cap and gown. Yeah. Which, like, cute. Adorable. Yeah cute so would you grade it i didn't because i keep forgetting to i don't know why i keep forgetting to but i guess i'll do i mean it was pretty good right like i mean i, I didn't dislike the episode but I, I definitely wasn't like one of my favorites but i felt like it was a very fast episode um so yeah. maybe like a b plus for board meeting i don't know i got nothing i mean i'm honestly i'm fine with that because like yeah, kind of same. Like, I felt like it went fast. I think, you know, maybe I just need to watch it again to truly understand why this is, like, such an iconic thing. Because, like, I this think and it's the iconic. last episode. 
Yeah, I think it's iconic just because of how many times they say Donna Martin graduates. They say it so fast. They're like, how fast can we say this? I mean, I, I know it's because they, you know, reportedly looped it back in because everyone said Donna Martin masturbates. What? <laughs> oh, you didn't know about that? I no. also read that on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the rumor is that Jason Priestley – very specifically led this charge, but he was not alone with it. He just told everyone to say Donna Martin masturbates because they were going to have to loop the audio anyway. So it didn't God. matter what anybody said. It just had to look like they were saying Donna Martin graduates. Okay. Officially, like, we got a Jekyll and Hyde situation going on here because <laughs> Jason Priestley and I would get along famously. <laughs> but Brandon, on the other hand, not so much. So... Now I'm appreciating his acting skills because he certainly <laughs> plays a different person. <laughs> you go, Jason Priestley. You go. I was like watching people's lips in all of it just to see if I could catch somebody doing like a muh instead of a guh. Which no. I did not see once. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I did not catch it. Because then I listened to the podcast today and I was like, that's probably just like a rumor. Like, that probably didn't actually happen. And then people that worked on this show were like, no, this happened. Oh, my God. It's like, I mean, even if it's still a rumor and you guys are just perpetuating it because it's fun, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, at a certain part, like, it was really funny to see, like, Brenda's face on screen and her be saying Donna Martin graduates but her voice isn't coming out because the audio is looped back in. And I'm like, she's right there. We should hear her. Yeah, it was like <laughs> that close-up scene of her, but, like, the people talking were, like, back here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because, like, kind of same thing with, like, I liked this episode. It went really fast. I don't really get it, but I love basically all of it. Like, I hated Felice, but I totally understand why she exists. I hate the superintendent but i totally get why he exists so yeah b for uh masturbates <laughs> perfect yeah i mean and we got another like full gang episode basically you know like it it was not really it was just, like a lot of scenes where all of them were together which was nice which we do love those episodes yeah and i wonder if these are happening like it happened last with prom. It's happened here. It's realistically going to happen with graduation. Like, I wonder if all of that is because they're at the end of the season and they're like, we can literally, like, take a breath for three days. Probably. So, like, you can all be in the show together instead of in separate scenes because we have to film back to back to back to back. Right, right. But, like, yeah, because next week is high school graduation. Girl, we made it. I cannot believe – like, I feel like I'm graduating high school. <laughs> We had to work so hard for this. It's taken 84 years. I am 30, graduating high school. <laughs> You're Alexis from Chits Creek. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, this took me until I was 30. I mean, but we're doing it. And next week is actually a two-parter because we're going to do commencement part one and commencement part two. So get ready for episodes 29 and 30. Oh my gosh, it's going to be like a three and a half hour long podcast episode. Yeah, I got to get the White Claws out for that guy. Oh, this is definitely going to be a White Claw episode. You can't drink yeah. at prom, but you can drink at graduation. That's right. So until then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram 
at back to podcast at back to podcast. <laughs> What's funny is I didn't realize it was an issue until you stopped and I was like, oh yeah, that's not right. <laughs> well, and um, then at the same time, my laptop went to sleep and I was just like, oh God, I fucked up. <laughs> Uh, but also, you can send us emails, and if you want comments, questions, please send us some emails. I, we caught up on our correspondence, so I don't have anything to respond to you guys about. So just do it, and if you want to, it's at backtopodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> don't forget to leave us some reviews, ratings, subscribe, share with friends, all those fun things on iTunes. Um, five stars, please. But be honest. We love you. We love your honesty. We support you in all of your decisions as long as they are to talk to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all you got to do is talk. <laughs> we'll talk back. Yeah, and especially if you give us a review and or something or an email or whatever, we'll say it on the podcast. So you get a little famous because we're a little famous. <laughs> But next week, graduation. From all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.